we're back everyone when heather met sarah howdy hi and uh the movie of this week is before sunset 2004 oh my favorite later again ethan hawk julie delphi part two of the trilogy yep and my my personal favorite of the three we will be doing I love them all like in different ways like yeah but yes my my personal favorite will be, will be the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah okay um yeah before sunset holy shit oh we were both just talking about how we need adult beverages for this one i know we we should have done this on a different day but this is this is what's happening so yeah soda water and probably tea over there or something i don't know what you got I got tea and soda water. How did you, you it's like, you know me. Yep. Well, I certainly <laughs> hope so. How long have we known each other now? Not as long as we feel like we do. Um, I feel like I've known you forever, but really it's only been since I was like 33. So how long is that? Yeah. Well, thir 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. And you are like my experimental friend where, not experimental friend, but like, <laughs> that's not what I meant. But like my, um, the friend that I met and then you instantly moved to another state. So our whole entire friendship has been based around you living elsewhere, which is yeah. unusual. I mean, I was, friends, yeah, move I away gonna, after I knew them, but I've never like, you become know. Become friends after. Right, like, and gotten, you know, close with somebody who lives on the other side of the world the whole time I've known you. Yeah. The other thing that's funny too, is that out of everyone, you're, I think the old, you're the one who's visited me the most. <laughs> I get a medal. Woohoo! I don't even think. Wait, no, you're Trina. Think, Trina? Is that her name? Well, no, because she's only, you. she's been out here for work. Oh, okay. So that's usually when I end up seeing her is when she's nearby. That's cool. That's handy. And I, I remember at one point in our friendship, you were like the friend that I think I spoke to the most. Yeah. And it wasn't like phone calls. It was Voxer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which we never use anymore. Oh, well. <laughs> it was like my on my commute to work and on my way back. It was kind of fun to like, because then we don't interrupt each other on Voxer. <laughs> exactly. Finish a whole paragraph. Whole paragraph before you respond. I love it. Um, Anyway, but this fucking movie, man. Yes. I don't know. It does something to me. I mean, granted, the first one does something to you, to me as well, but it, this one does it in a different way. Like, oh, yeah. If there's any, if there's three versions of life, I feel like the version I'm in now is this version, if that makes any sense. Yes. Okay. I agree. Where it's kind of like <clears throat> you're looking back on your life and all the coulda, woulda, shoulda, and if only and is yeah. it fated is it are we meant to be is this are we soulmates are we mirror? And all, yeah more cynical yes with uh like not as optimistic and not as happy-go-lucky and idealistic and romantic like now you're actually going to give each other your fucking phone numbers so you meet up instead of so you don't leave it to chance who would yeah. ever do that Ugh. young people <laughs> before cell phones Oh, that's actually one of my comments is like, oh, trusty Nokia when he's on the boat. I was like, God, <laughs> I miss Nokias. Those were the best phones. You could like <laughs> run them over with your car, drop them in the toilet. They still work. They, they were, were sturdy, man. 
finger. But I just, oh. I, when he pulls out that little tiny Nokia and I was like, oh, I had you. <laughs> Early cell phone days. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, the so. credits, the opening credits of the song, I mean, I think it's worth noting that that's Julie Delphi singing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she basically opens it and closes it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Throw her in there. And all those initial scenes before they actually get into the movie are... Do they do that in the first one too? I think they do, right? Where they kind of like go upon scenes they set that the they scene. will that will take place in the movie. Mm -hmm. They kind of yeah. like set the scenes and show you the layout of the city, um, so you you know where you are. I mean, I feel like the the city itself is a character in these movies because of the path that they take throughout yeah. them and what that how it advances their conversation and mm -hmm. etc. Um, but I love the the opening or not the opening line but like as a writer like that would be a fucking dream to have go on a book tour and like be in a parisian cafe or bookstore and a journalist is asking you about like is your book by autobiographical and i love his response isn't everything autobiographical because <laughs> yeah i mean everything you write absolutely there's elements of yourself and your yeah. history and your stories in them even if the the craziest sci-fi movies there's elements of your own true experiences. Yeah, so. I think there would have to be. I feel like, how else would you really be able to write something if there wasn't something that you yeah. actually know behind it? You know, yeah. even if it's just like reading about it. But I feel like you couldn't just. Yeah, no. I think no. it. I think it's just. It's going to come out better if there's something behind it. Absolutely, you feel the authenticity of it. But did you yeah. notice that the title of the book? It's like, what was it, time? It's called This Time. This Time, okay. I was like, something time. I love that though, like this time. This is the time. This is our time. Um, yeah, I was trying to look at like the books behind them too. Like, is there any, is there like any like, hints or, yeah, but I didn't really notice anything. Um, but yeah, he's talking in the bookstore and then he's, yeah, the quote where we are the sum of the moments of our life was mm. some some quote from somebody else but I don't remember now but uh and then he's like yeah admitting that it it was based on an actual event and I like that they're they're asking him about you know so what happens you know did you actually meet up or whatever and he doesn't want to say and he like sees her I don't know that whole and he, I love the, his response like to answer that question takes the piss out of everything as my yeah. grandma would say and then I he kind of goes he kind of drops all these deep like sentiments within that conversation as well. Like, and I don't know if I, I wanted to ask you this question because he was, it's sort of a Buddhist mentality. Like is happiness really in the doing, not in the getting what you want? Like happiness is attempting to get what you want, the process of. Yeah, he does say that at some point. The trial, but do you agree with that? Yes, because I think probably after you get it, then it's done. You would be mm. satisfied. And so therefore, like they, you know, like, haven't you ever heard about how they're like, even if you could never actually take the trip to, let's say India, but you get on the computer and you look at the air flights and you plan it all out and like where you would go, what city to what city is even more relaxing and beneficial to you than even actually taking, like following through and taking the trip. Like just the planning is like good for your spirit or whatever. So yeah. Um, 
I would think for sure. I think that, and again, probably like the first movie, that's going to give you the hope. So you're not, there isn't an end point yet. Like you haven't right. been disappointed or you haven't been whatever. Over. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was a weird, he tells the story about like, and it, once again, you have your homework to see Waking Life because they kind of deal with the, they play with time in the movie. Okay. But when he talks, he references like this dream that it's my daughter. My daughter is like, you know, playing in the sprinklers or whatever the fuck outside. And, and then he instantly flashes back to his high school sweetheart. Ew. <laughs> like it was just kind of a weird juxtaposition of daughter and high school sweetheart. And she loves him and they just had sex. I'm like, you're talking, your, your daughter is reminding See, I- you of this. I don't think it was that. See, what I took it at is, is, I think it was like the daughter was dancing on the table. And so to me, I took it as you're, you're seeing this sort of like this moment where somebody's so carefree and oh. it brings you back to like a carefree time is sort of how I took that. Okay. That could have been said differently though. <laughs> I mean, I guess. And then he actually utters the words, time is a lie. And that's when he literally sees Celine and like time is a lie and then he like oh oh shit there she is I thought that was cool symbolism yeah um uh what else do I have in here yeah oh I put my note about that that point was it's he says well or I put while talking about the idea for the next book involving nostalgia of youth he sees Celine Mm. um Mm And I, and then I have needs to leave by 7.30 is my next note, which I feel like as soon as you know that, you know, he's not not getting on the plane by 7.30. Yeah, they kind of tip it. I mean, the whole thing's like an anxious, like hurry up and hurry up and hurry up. And then, then I, it cracks me up. I know we're going to get to the end, but it just cracks me up. It's just like, would you like some tea? I'm like, yeah, this whole thing has been like a, like, well, we got to get you on the plane. Yeah. But the whole time, you know, it's not because he yeah. keeps pushing it. You know, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, so like the first one, they do a walk around They're with a couple stops. Gay Paris. Yeah. Uh, um, coffee, coffee shop first. Yeah. I, and you do see like, it's funny because even though he's an optimist and she's the cynic, you see like eventually they sort of swap their 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 original defense mechanisms swap like I don't know if you noticed that but like originally she's got a very guarded like yes realistic like logical view of everything in fact she's like being miss cool like she's like oh, yeah, oh she's do, you, holding have time? do yeah. you have time for a coffee oh we don't need to like like she's trying to play it off like she didn't just stalk him there in Paris but yeah. like, but then, and he's playing it off. Like he's the optimist. There's so much, there's so much in life to be optimistic about. I knew that you would be doing something like working for Green Cross and changing the world. Like he's so optimistic. And then like, they totally shift. Like, then you see like, oh, he's living in hell. Like his, he's living with a, you know, a roommate in a daycare, like what she describes yeah. instead of like, you know, like, yeah, so their optimism and pessimism, cynicism sort of does a little dance throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I definitely have a note somewhere that says um, that he's, he's kind of like, here you are, and 
I still have all these feelings for you. And like, he's very open about like that. He really never stopped loving her. Whereas she's like, she's like, oh no, I've just, you know, that happened. And that was a moment and I've moved on and done these other chapters of my life. And she's like keeping it very, yeah, like guarded and not really showing her hand until, until like, until the, till the car, the car ride to her apartment or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, where it's like, you know, I don't know about you, but like, I mean, there are people in my life that like from a distance, it's cool, it's handled. And then you get in the same room with them and it just sort of like your emotional defenses kind of melt. And yeah, it's, they do, they rattle you. And it just seems like he's finally, he's gotten under her skin at the end there. Yeah, um, I guess we, we can get there. We will. Um <laughs> Um, um, one thing I was going to say is like the body language, I've noticed their body language together is already intimate. And I don't know if that's like familiar. I don't know if that was a choice by the director or if they'd done so many fucking takes that they were just like, very like, like he's very close to her when they're walking, like they change direction at the same time. It's a, it's. To me, it was a very choreographed, um, not not like in a director point of view, but like in a, these two know each other so well. Like it's a very, it's a f- romantic familiarity that was like apparent in their body language. Right. I mean, maybe that's supposed to be to, to hit home with the fact of like soulmates or whatever. Yeah, or just like they're, maybe they're, they're meant to be. Yeah. Um, do you think she's neurotic <clears throat> or just woke? Um, I don't think she's neurotic. No, I think she's just, she's had some life has disappointed her. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> like, like is definitely possible at age 32. Yes. Yes. And, uh, I'll drink to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. I have that. She read his book twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they start discussing the fact of like, did they show up? And he tries oh. to play it off at first, like he doesn't or didn't. And then yeah, she's but like, you could what? see it on his yeah. face. Yeah. You could see it on his face, he showed up. It's so funny because it's it, all the anger that I would have had if somebody didn't show up and disappointment, like, there's not a trace of it. No. You could tell he like, he feels like he showed his hand when he had to admit that he did go. But like, yeah, like he's not, there's no anger there. There's no resentment. Like talking about like owing his dad like thousands of dollars and going home after two days and like wandering around the train station. Like that must have, I would would be fucking pissed and sad. And like, that would do something to me on some level where that would rattle my optimism (laughs) a little. I think I would be more sad than angry. I think I would just be like so disappointed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go run to the convent. Yeah. Um, but then they talk about living in New York at the same time. Oh, yeah. that's another like fucking, I would punch the couch. I, I do every time in the fact that like the symbolism of like seeing her open an umbrella. As and it's 100% her. Wedding day. Yep. Like that to me is like, there's a lot. I love the use of symbolism in this movie. Yeah. 
she says something about assuming he forgot about her. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why she played, like the one part about her pretending not to remember them having sex, I didn't really understand that game. I mean, now when you just said the sentence you just said about like, her, you know, like she's wondering if he forgot her, maybe it's, she's trying to gauge it and be like, well, what yeah. exactly does he remember? Maybe. Like she doesn't want to seem like, oh, too eager. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, it was fine. It was just a youthful thing. Yeah. Maybe she does. She's trying to like gauge where his emotions were at. <clears throat> so she's not seeming like this foolish, you know, person who's been pining for years where he's just been like moved on. Cause she, you know, not until the end does she really say like, or does she find out from him that he's not perfectly happy because she's like oh this whole time I thought like I read that you're married with a son and I just imagined this like perfect life you're living with your successful book and whatever and this family just to find yeah. out that like it's not that at all no nope. we're both miserable together <laughs> uh -huh. but this this movie once again like just reminds me of like that that moment in my life when I was able to just wander around and explore a city on foot and just might your life is right ahead of you and and the people that you meet in those moments yeah I mean I, I said it before so I won't I'll try not to be too wordy <laughs> but just that sort of like free and the that's that's the way I like to explore it was like just no agenda just wander and see what you see and like with you know god can you think of anything better with like a, a love interest or like a former flame to wander Paris with. <laughs> Come on. That would be nice. Not that I have a huge desire to go to Paris, but oh, really? yes, a foreign city. Oh, I love Paris. I've never um, been there, but I also don't, I don't know. I mean, not that I would mind, like I'm not against going there, but it's not on my like eager to-do list of places hmm. to visit. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, once again, he comes up with the, with the Buddhist, he's dropping the Buddhist nuggets, uh, desire is the fuel of life. Um, and not wanting things is, she, she comes back with not wanting things is the definition of depression. <laughs> I oh, guess yeah. that is true, but <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, I understand the, the Buddhist, um, you know, sentiment about like, if you take away desire, you take away unhappiness. But at the same time, like, as she argues, like there's something beautiful in wanting something and there's something beautiful in, in you know, putting your passion into trying to get it. Right. But I don't know. Did you, then, yeah, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, did you already say the quote of, if we didn't suffer, we wouldn't learn a thing? I was, you just interrupted me. <laughs> I was just about to oh, say okay. <laughs> Nope, same thing, yeah. If we didn't suffer, we wouldn't learn a thing. Um, I have to agree with that. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like this whole time where I don't know about you, but like, I never wanted to date anyone that hadn't had their heart broken. I feel like that you need to have that transfer transformation in order to have perspective on your life and, and appreciate a good person. Yeah. And, and if you were only to have been in the, in those shoes yourself, I think that's the same. It's the same lesson. It's like, Pain, pain is the biggest teacher. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. And it seems to be the thing I hold on to more than the good moments. Well, my, I, my brain I, is fucked up. 
It's, I do too. I yeah, because it's ouchy. You, I don't know. But it's like I feel like your your brain. I, my brain is always trying to resolve those ouchies. Yeah, I think it's that's like, why they stick more is because you you go over them so much more of like what yes. the fuck happened. Yeah. Um, and so they they stick more than like obviously the happy moments. You're like that was happy, and then I mean you might think about it again, but you don't think about it the same. Where I feel like well with my shit memory like where it sticks as much it just kind of like repeats itself yeah yeah what well speaking of that like I love the quote where he says you know everybody has to believe in some kind of magic oh yes and I do have a note that I feel like he thinks that she is that yes yes and it's so funny even in all her cynicism she represents this sort of magical whimsical you know thing frivolous thing to him not frivolous but no playful and and I love how playful like when he grabs her on the bench and they have that awkward moment it's like well why do we you know when he's like well we should just do it now if it's the last day of your life let's just do it now and like that's an awkward moment oh so speaking of that um I do have a note about that too do we see his ring really before that moment because like right after that bench scene he brings his hand up a lot and you see that he has a wedding ring and I don't remember that previously like in previous scenes before that and then right after that they get up to walk and she says hey so I read that you have a wife and a kid and asks about that so I was like did they not really show you the ring until that moment I don't know that you wouldn't think the ring that's a good question so I I was wondering if they didn't want to they didn't want to do it prior because they didn't want to bring up that, you know, like why would she ignore the question or asking about it until whatever? So they were like, we won't show his hands until we're going to bring in this question, you know? Good eye. Good eye. <laughs> no, but um, I mean, that moment is is awkward where she like, like he pulls her on the bench and they, and she's sitting on his lap and she like, you can tell like, oh my God, there's so much sexual chemistry, but this is awkward because we can't do anything. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know if he's married or I think he's married. Uh, what are we doing? You know? And, and then, then my, also- favorite, my oh. favorite, favorite, favorite quotes are coming up. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say she gets off of him and then he scoots closer to her. Yes. <laughs> and that is the whole movie right there. <laughs> But um, she talks about how um, you can never replace each person. You can never replace anyone. What is lost is lost. You can't replace anyone because everyone is made of such beautiful, specific details. It's true. And she's like, I, I love when she just says, like, I never get over anyone. Like, I feel the same way. <laughs> I never get over anyone. You know, it's like, you know, she's like, she's like, the ending of each relationship really damages me because... You know, there's there's certain aspects about these people that are only unique to themselves, and I'm, I will always miss them, and yeah. always miss that uniqueness. And then then I thought that was interesting because when the conversation comes about back to like that little piece of red in his beard, the the sun was glinting on it. Like that's like the specific detail that she misses. You know, so I love that. Um, I think that's I probably love- true. Like, I would not everyone, but. That's probably why I'm friends with several people and don't like, so you know, don't dwell on why it ended. Mm-hmm. Is that good for you? Um, 
you know, they're obviously if I was with them for a certain amount of time, I must have like seen something that was like important to me or whatever. So I wouldn't necessarily want it to be be without it if I don't have to be, you know. Yeah. Like there's like the friend the friendship part, I think. Right. Like, no, you're and you're able to do that. I mean, like for me, I, I feel like I I always want that, but sometimes it gets messy. I think there has to be like clear boundaries. But sometimes people have a hard time with them. One of those people could be me. <laughs> so you have to make very distinct boundaries? Yeah, because you don't want to like, you know, yeah. It's a, it's a slippery slope. I, but I do want to stay friends with people and I always try to, but then some, I find that most men do not want to, at least that I've dated. Um, I, I'd say we they stay friendly. We're friendly but they're not like getting Christmas cards. Right. I mean, no, I'm not texting them all the time or talking to them all the time. I do have one. I do have one ex that yes, we're, we, t- we do communicate a lot and he always sends me jokes and music and um, memes and shit um, all the time. It's very, it's very friendly. It's, and, but I know that he's had these relationships with prior, prior exes as well. So um, he is able to do that. So yeah, so they go on the boat, realizing that maybe he's got about 15 minutes left, you know, whatever. Um, she's like, oh God, this tourist boat, I've never been on it, but they still, of course, because it's the two of them have a sort of, you know, magical Beautiful moment, moment where I, I, the shadow, like the way it's, the way they film it is so cinematic with the shadow that like, you feel the immediacy of like, oh my gosh, they could change everything if somebody had the balls to say what they want to say. And then the moment's gone. And it yeah. just like, feels like that feels so real life to me. Like that, those moments. They do that in not like in a not as good movie <laughs> called um, My Best Friend's Wedding. They do oh, the yeah. same thing. They're on, yeah. they're on they're a on boat. They're on a boat in Chicago, right? Yeah. And they go That's under a right. shadow and what like they're, one of them is like waiting for the other person to say something and they go through the shadow and come out on the other side and, and it's they don't too late. say it. Yeah. 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 But anyway, but there's, and that, and I feel like that moment and what they went through on the boat really ignites when she gets mad in the car, because it's like, it's kind of like now he's stirring up stuff again. Now she's, she's allowing herself to have her emotions stirred up. Well, yeah, because I think he says something when he sits down. He's like, why weren't you there? Yeah. she's like, you know why I was there? And he's like, well, I don't mean like literally, but like, like, where would we be in our lives? Like, yes. I think he thinks we would be together. Like, I wouldn't be in this miserable marriage. I'd be with you, happy with a Absolutely. kid. And he's just so frustrated. And he like, even says, he says the words that she already knows that he wrote this book to meet her in Paris. Yeah. Like that is the impetus right there to try and find her. And then I love, I love the comment about it only happens a few times in life. Like we feel like we look at life as this inexhaustible well of connection. And the truth is that it's only a handful of people. If that, if we're lucky, Mm -hmm. if we're lucky, a handful of people that we're going to actually connect with. Right. And then like, what do you do? You let him go and try to meet up with him six months later in Europe? <laughs> yeah, let's not get phone numbers. Arr! Fate. Yeah. Um, oh, his, his, 
his line about if someone were to touch me, I would dissolve into molecules. Mm -hmm. Like that tells you exactly how their marriage is going. Yeah. (laughs) And he doesn't even really talk about his wife or marriage, which is unusual too, I think. And I think he realizes that, right? He he even says that like, wow, that's weird. Oh, I don't remember. Hmm. I know he tells her that he's been, he was thinking about her for months and the day of the wedding. Yes. God. Oh, if you knew that and you were his wife, fuck. I would I say. He basically says like, we got married because she got pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the tragedy to Celine is not that, but the tragedy is that there's no joy or laughter in their marriage. Yeah. Which I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they say like it's not good to stay together with somebody when you have a kid just because just because because that's how their their reference for a relationship is yeah. what they visualize between the two of their parents. Their love map is going to be yeah. joyless and loveless and no yep. laughter. Yep. Oh man, the dreams too. Like he says I have these dreams about you where I go to oh touch God. you and you look away. I started crying. Yes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes, but like the, even like the awareness that they both, well, she says it, that they both, they put romance and love on the shelf to bed after that night. Yeah. Cause it's like nothing else could live up to that. And all the romantic op- optimism and hope in the world was concentrated yeah. in that one night. So yeah, I think I don't think it sounded like she like didn't necessarily put it up right after, but after being disappointed a couple of times, she was like, oh, okay. Like this isn't going to happen again. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Been on the shelf. All right. Um, yeah. So she basically seems like she was saying like, since she, she didn't find it again, she's like when she's having all those emotions in the cab or whatever the car with the driver she's like you know she's just mad I think she's mad also like that they didn't reunite then and that she's just had this like you know string of disappointment they got so close yeah so very close oh and And she mentions that oh sorry you go okay how she says that, um, you know, she seems like everybody she's dated afterwards gets into these long-term relationships or marriages and is like, oh, thank you for really showing me how to be in a relationship and love correctly or love, you know, whatever. And that I could, you know, get in a stable relationship after you. I was like, I feel like that's the story of my life. Yeah. Not that I necessarily want anybody back, but I feel like that's happened to me many times where like afterwards someone was like, oh yeah, I couldn't really commit fully, but now I can. Thank you. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, they do say that like the only way that people learn is through connection and relationship with one another. So it's like you're learning, you're, you're processing your last relationship with your net, with your newest relationship. Yeah. Oh, I just love, well, we love her apartment, but the fact that he like feels so comfy there, he, it's like, 
it's a weird like he's charmed by it too it's she's got this cute little kitchen that's built in it's sort of like an open uh floor plan yeah, almost uh, like a like a loft very like, cozy yeah and she's got so much shit like you can tell she's she's an artist she has Bohemian. so much beautiful like fun stuff on the walls and and she's sentimental there's photos of her family and her grandmother and and i love that she's like oh when she's like do you want um she's like do you want you want some tea chamomile okay like and to me i'm like she's fucking stalling and then um and then she even says it she's like no you're gonna have your tea and then and like she trails off she can't even say leave she doesn't want him to leave but his face his face during the waltz yeah. oh my god it like he's such a beautiful actor and it's like his face goes from pure elation and delight to oh shit this is it like i i am not going home and we are meant to be and the fact that like and his eyes are watery yes and the fact that he's almost like amused by the whole situation it was just like it just felt like yeah he moment, keeps going to like touch his face like 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 in oh, wonderment yeah, yeah like she wrote the song about me and like she's again she's so magical and like yeah he's just yeah. like in bliss absolutely it's it's exactly what's missing from his own life at home but and then when they play the Nina Simone CD, mm -hmm. the first line of that, of you know, once again, back to the book, the first line is just in time. You found me just in time. Oh, is that what it says? I didn't, I couldn't That's, fully Yeah, hear she it. starts singing. She's doing a cover of whatever song that is. And then the look on his face when she says, baby, you are going to miss that plane. And he's like, like I know. Oh. <laughs> be a fly on that wall of what happens that night or next <laughs> yeah they, they just look like they were gonna devour each other you know it was it's so possible cute. i don't know yeah i wonder is he the person who feels like my relationships ended already who cares or is he like no let me take officially care of wrap up my shit before we go to the next phase here I think, well, spoiler, spoiler alert. You're in Paris. When in Rome. When in Rome. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was looking for. But uh, God, what a beautiful movie. And it just like, yeah, talk about like, I get mad, you get mad. It stirs us up too, you know, yeah. watch, re-watching it. It like stirs, you know, it shakes the snow globe of emotions. Yeah, these movies are, it's a really a shame that more, movies aren't done like I feel like out of all of our podcasts so far not that we've done a whole lot but like the most really like in-depth talking or like analyzation of the films has been the first one of this and I think this one like oh, yeah. there's just there's just I don't it's like there's so much to it without just being so obvious which I think makes it so good you know yeah it doesn't like scream at the theme and the message in your face or use bad comedy it, yeah. it's just it's a subtle like it's a subtle it's just, sigh <laughs> you know, yeah. like, i feel like it's just like human human behavior or whatever human condition yeah like, that's probably more what i'm saying but i just feel like there's so few movies like that that mm -hmm. when they're when they when they're like that I, i'm like oh god i just love this so much I kind of felt like that about um, Lars and the Real Girl. 
I felt like there was a lot of like not putting shit in your face so blatantly, but being very like emotional and yeah, suggestive. I, I, I haven't seen that movie in years. I don't remember it too much. Or her with uh oh yeah. That's that a good. good. Ah, uh, but if you haven't seen this movie, please go see it. It's so good. I remember like I, nothing delights me more like sh- like watching this movie with somebody who hasn't seen it before, who I think would resonate with the themes right? and just like having them like get mad about the stuff you're mad at. And then God damn it. Get like, then they get reminiscent and nostalgic of their own like m- lost loves. And then yeah. like, just really like, it just sort of gets under your skin. I think a lot of it has to do with not only the storyline, but the setting. Yeah. The setting, I think, you know, the, the land itself, giving the city itself is such a character that it's evocative of emotions. Paris is evocative of romance in general. Like, it's well, just I mean, that's, a, it's like the cliche, right? Is that, yeah. Or Paris is the city of love or whatever. Yeah. Um, is this the one with the with the longest shot or is it the first one? Oh, good question. I don't, I don't know. remember. I know I remember them talking about in before midnight. There was a, a some Oh, I see. I thought it I thought it was this one for some reason. It could be. I didn't look up uh I didn't look up any trivia or anything on this one. So do you think uh Ethan Hawk and Julie Delphi got it on? In real life? Did we ask this in the first one? We did, but after seeing this one, <laughs> did you did you say that they did, or I don't remember now what you said about that. I think that um, yes, I think that this the the second one coincided with their divorce, right around the time they. Oh uh, yeah, it did say that. I think when they were finishing writing this, or rewriting or whatever, um, was after his divorce from Uma. Yeah. So, so you can you can tell that there's probably a lot of like real themes in there, you know. Yeah, so maybe Uma. The word, oh God, the words he says, like, I can't love her the way that she needs to be loved. Ah, because it's like it's sweet, but it's it's true. It's like it's not. It's like they. It's not that they failed. They they just they don't have the emotional IQ or skills to love even, someone in the way that they need. Right. I mean, it could also be that their love languages are- Are off. Are off. Yeah. But also maybe just that he still, she just isn't Celine. Not Celine. <laughs> not there. There no, one's, no one's Celine. <laughs> Your heart will go on. <laughs> just get on the front of a boat. You'll be fine. Ah, oh, jeez. Drown in the ocean. Yeah, that's love, baby. Anyway. All right. Well, I guess we can uh, wrap, we'll wrap this, this one up then. Up, yeah. Go see it. Get whimsical. Do it. Cry. Get aggravated. Do a Get cry. Emotional. Get romantic. Get it on. All is right. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right. This is Sarah. This is Heather. Bye. Bye. <laughs>